I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, it's your host Sandboy. This week we've got a very special episode, because we've got a returning returning cast member to the Full Metal Movies family, it's D.I., how are you D.I.? Good thanks mate, yourself? Pretty great, pretty great. This week we're discussing Stranger Things Season 3. So, we've done Season 1 and 2, and after... I don't know, say a month or whatever. We've had some time to digest season three, and we're back. We're back to discuss all things, uh, all things. I don't know. Would we say Starcourt Mall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or cheesy eighties uh, Russian generic enemies stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all things Stranger Things. Di, give us give us your gut feel. Your just your, your gut vibe of how season three went. It's my hot take. Hot take. Like, I enjoyed it still, but it's definitely, um, I think my missus said it best that if a season four comes out, she's not entirely sure she'd watch it. <laughs> so I'm probably, I don't Whoa. know if I'm in the same boat, but it's, the interest is starting to wane a bit. Um, but yeah. I thought it was pretty good overall. Yeah. But it's definitely like, this is the third movie in a franchise and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go see this because this is a Terminator movie or a yeah. Star Wars movie type yeah. thing. Um, that's not too dis. I mean, the vibe is that it's better than season two, which I agree with. Season two was it was okay, but season three kind of ran home a bit of the '80s vibeness and just the the, the, the kids in trouble vibeness and the only the hijinks vibeness, if that makes sense, like the Goonies vibe. You rec- uh, hang on, so sorry, you you thought this was better than season two? Yeah. Overall. Yeah, I think so. Um it wasn't as anticlimactic as season two was. Season two was a pretty shit ending. Um Oh just closing the hole. Yeah, literally. But I agree with you. I think the longevity of this season series is kind of uh coming to an end because number one, the kids are aging out. Um if you go back to season yeah. one, you look how young they are. Also um, I don't think they're good actors. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not. That Mike, Mike is actually the weakest, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, maybe not the weakest, but he's pretty weak. He's not that, he's not that, um, I, I actually think they stuffed up with the casting as in their original storytelling. <laughs> Some of the teenagers ended up by being way more popular than, um, what the they were probably originally intending. Yeah. And I think the the dynamics got a bit uh, fucked up because you notice in season three, like Steve, for for example, yeah, like Mike gets almost no real um, Finn. Oh, sorry, Mike. The, yeah, yeah, he gets no real. Uh, I don't want to say screen time, but he's put more in the background. Whereas in season one, he was kind of like the a guy. bit more of a leader yeah. of the group. Yeah. Whereas the cast is too big now, mm-hmm. or it was too big, and they had to try and fit everyone in is what I found yeah. but I agree with you I, I think he he's pretty weak like some of them are actually really bad actors 
pretty pretty weak actors. Really bad actors. It's an AJ Sopranos type scenario, right? Yeah. They got them when they were really young, and then they uh, they just didn't pan out. Um, oh, except Cliff, fucking Cliff Mouth there, whatever his name is, the curly hair. Oh, he's Dustin, still pretty. Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dustin's. He's good. still pretty engaging. Yeah, Dustin's good. Um, uh, Steve is good. Um, okay, maybe instead of doing like a plot synopsis because it, like who, who cares? Let's maybe do just talk about the three character main arcs um, that were in this film. Or the three main parties, I'd guess you say, if you go and do it like an RPG style sort of, uh, the, and this is how the the um, the guys who make this—I can't remember what their name is—not Russo brothers, but fucking some other brother. Duffer. Yeah, Duffer. Duffer. Yeah, Duffer brothers. They kind of set this out as an RPG, like three. So there's three main parties. So party one is um, Joyce and Hopper, and later on they um, party up with uh, what's that dude? Um, yeah, the crazy, crazy tin hat bloke. Yeah, crazy tin foil hat guy. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name now. Nah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and the, uh, a Russian named Alexei. And they're getting their bad. Their their villain is actually pretty cool. He's the Terminator, the Russian Terminator, who's literally copied from Terminator One. Literally, the same person. I yeah, I figured it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. Then you have Party Two, which is um eleven and. Um, Mike, um, Lucas, uh, Max, and yeah, Mister Forgettable, um, the perpetual victim. Yeah, who's the other? Yeah, who's the other? The other kid, um, the one I said that was possibly gay, season two, and you all laughed at me, and turns out he is actually gay. <laughs> what do you mean? In like real life or in the show? In the show. At what point does that happen? <laughs> Okay, so season two, I said that um, Mike had had cared way too much, like over the top care for his mate um, Will, right? And I was to the yeah. point where I thought it was romantic and that they could possibly be going down like this is a gay couple, right? Or yeah, gay, like, gay relationship. I remember, I remember you saying that. Yes, and then you all laughed at me and just said that there's kids. Yeah. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I've I've been in the company of friends who are hurt, and I've given them ample care, but I've never been bedside <laughs> holding hands with them. Okay. Yeah, but you're a fucking ice man. <laughs> don't, anyway, don't give anyone the illusion that you're a nice guy. Look, and then <laughs> next, next, next minute, it's fucking season three, all Will wants to do is play um, his games, and Mike says, just because you're not into girls, and there's this, the camera just stays on Will's face a bit too long, insinuating that he could be... Ah, oh, you're reading way too much into no, that, I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm not. Because I read that as he was still too young and he wasn't growing up, and he was stuck playing those games where the other guys were outgrowing him. Well, maybe. That's maybe that's definitely are. the intention of what they're trying to say there, man. But you're the, reading subtext hard. The subtext. Sorry. Then the bloody actor came out and said, "Yeah, you can. It's possible that he is." So I, I'm. I'm. <laughs> think he is, and I don't like your homophobia, Dave. How they already cut. <laughs> But they already covered a, uh, uh, a homosexual instant scenario with the chick, with um, oh, yeah, Steve's right. girlfriend. So it's not like there wasn't an opportunity to do it, and they did. I'm glad they went that direction with the because I think that like anyway. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. Like we'll, get to that we'll, we'll get to that party. We'll get to that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. So there's that that party. There's also like a side party. I wouldn't say they're a fourth party because they kind of end up parting up with party two, and that's Jonathan and. Um, his missus, uh, she, Nancy. what's her name? Nancy. Karen? Nancy. 
Nancy. That's right. Nancy Drew. Um, they party up with Party 2, and their villain is the Mind Flayer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the third party is Dustin uh, with Steve, which is like the one-two combo that you always want. But then you get a bit of... Um, you get a bit of a, a variety because you have his Steve's co-worker. Uh, she, I can't remember her name now. It's been a while since I've watched this. Plain Jane. Um. Oh man, what's her? What's her? What's her name? I Billy? don't. Know. No, not Billy. Um. No, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Oh, Billy's also the bad guy to, to party two as well, probably. Um. She. Fuck, what's his... It's not Susie, right? No, that's Dustin's girlfriend. Uh, that's, that's his missus. Oh, man, I'm so bad. Let's not worry about it. We can just keep moving. Okay, we'll we keep moving forward. Okay. And um, Lucas's younger sister, the sassy, the great... Um, she... I forgot her name, too. <laughs> she had some good lines. But yeah. I don't know. I didn't like how stereotypical she was. I found uh, that racist, to be honest. Racist? But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Um, it's Like, not, it was a little bit what? too much. It's yeah, too much in your much. face. Like, no kid has that level of attitude and sassiness at six. Like you're trying to make us like you're portraying a stereotype at that point. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. She can be a smart ass, but I felt it crossed over from smart ass to trying to be like some sort of, um, you know, like a fucking, what's it called? Um, shaft, uh, like support actress type thing. Like it was just, I was like, what the hell? Like, t- t- turn it down a notch, man. It was just a bit... I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. <sighs> anyway, continue. Um, and their main villain, I guess, would be... Russia. Russia, perhaps? Yeah, I guess Russia in general. Just the vibe of the Russians. Um, But then they also party up with um, Dustin's girlfriend, uh, Susie, which is in a hilarious moment. Um, later on down down the way. Um, sorry guys, I'm trying to find out these characters' names, but the fucking IMBD page is like it's got every cast possible, and I'm just like whatever. I can't be bothered looking. Doesn't matter, it. man. Let's get into it. Let's, let's just... get into it. Okay, so let's do um party one main party party one. Harbor, David Harbor. He's playing Jim Hopper. All right. Let's do it. What did you think of this story arc and slash development? So they start off as, I guess, Hopper's trying to mack onto Joyce. Joyce is preoccupied with some crazy, um, I guess, yeah. theory, uh, hypothesis. But my my whole, I found that tedious because with the whole magnet thing, yeah, it was weak source. Like it really was weak source. But at the same time, given the history of Hawkins, I'm like, just fuck. Let's just, let's just investigate it, mate. You know what's going on. Hawkins is a fucked up town. Just fucking investigate it. You know what I mean? Straight up. Like, don't make yeah. me wait two episodes in to, to, to get to the to get the ball rolling, Hopper. You know what I mean? I know they should the- have had... <clears throat> I agree with you. They should have had something to complement it, like mass blackouts or something like certain... You know what I mean? If you're going to take two episodes, have maybe two or three things culminate and we need to look into this. Yeah. Because they're, they're sourcing a lot of power, man. So, like, fuck. There has to be, like, three nuclear reactors to fund that fucking whatever it is, that cannon. 
mm. um, and that the Russians are using to open up the uh, portal again. So you're right. I mean, if and at the same time, if everything like if everything's demagnetized because there's a super magnet, wouldn't that like fuck up compasses? And I guess I didn't have. Um, I guess I, I guess I didn't really have much sort of magnet tech back then. They literally had magnets and compasses. Um, that's a good point. Um, yeah, the impact of technology. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but sure you're right. It should be black. They could have had something else. They could have had like um, fucking the sewers are bubbling with fucking black goo or some shit. You know what I mean? Just make it a bit more like horror-y sort of things are being a bit eerie. Because like in season one, um, that was like almost horror. You know what I mean? That genre. It was, it was shit's getting weird. There's smoke and fog. It's dark. It's misty. Um, it had a bit of vibe. Uh, atmosphere. Yes. Yeah, I thought. Yes. And it was... And it was at night time where this is kind of a lot of this shit happens in daylight. Yeah. Um, so, eh, all right. So the start is a bit, I think weak, but what I really like about this, these two is, um, they're almost like codependence really. So she's just a fucked up mess. She's a hot mess, right? <laughs> in real life, Wayne Ryder and in Joyce Bryce, I, I doubt they're different people. I think she just rocks up to work and is just oh. a hot mess. And Jim Hopper is also a hot mess, but he's like, he realizes he's a hot mess and he's trying to keep it together. He wants to build something for himself um, with Joyce. He's on the fringe. Yeah. But he can boil off any time and he can just go full fucking hopper, I guess. Wait, can, I, can, I just, can I just ask a question here? Because, sure. fuck, it's, I don't know. I really haven't looked into America in general yeah. much. But are they seriously positing that in the 1980s, you could work as a store clerk? And own and maintain a property. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, as a single parent. Yeah, but um, the chief of fucking police lives in a cabin. Well, like, okay. I get that adds to his air of being a bit of a loser, but the guy did have a house at one point, right? Because in season one, like he lost his daughter, and that's yeah. the breakdown of his marriage. Yeah. Um. Okay. So first things first. I think she got some something in divorce. All right. So that house he lived. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Um, and it's the old alimony. Yeah. Right, right. Well, not, not even alimony. I think he just left, and she just had the house. Um. Secondly, the house houses in America probably cost like forty grand in the eighties. <laughs> like. Yeah. Right. Thirdly, there's still you, only like eighty grand in some areas. So, have yeah. you seen that fucking house? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but it's a block of land, man. Well, like, that's you know, true. Um, it is in Indiana. I'm not sure what the populace is like there. I'm I'm assuming it's very sparse because the town is pretty sparse. Um, what else? Um, yeah, sorry, guys. I, I, I know it's sort of apologies for the deviation. But anyway, sort of getting back to the point, um, you know, hot, in the hot messness. I, yeah, I totally get that. And I think his suits his character way more. Like, mm. it's interesting that she transitioned from, like, the chaotic... Um, cat lady scary mum mm. like as in hyper anxiety type thing to trying to be I don't know I feel like there was never a um, the transition was pretty subtle like I feel like she needed like a more of a like a badass moment where she switched over to be more like empowered to kick ass type thing it just it, it wasn't really believable like as in she needed to like kill someone or something in season two or like because I don't remember that ever happening like where she took down a beast on her own or something, and it's like, yeah, this is the moment. I just remember like the her boyfriend dying, and then just constantly fumbling the way through stuff, 
with the help of Hopper. Yeah, well, that's kind of... That's kind of... Um, yeah, what is he about, really? I mean... Uh, Do you get what I mean by that? Or am I not being clear? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, you are being clear. I, I think the thing I like about Hopper is that he... He, I guess he sees Joyce as his way to reconnect with society, right? Because he yeah. has a kid now. He's looking after Eleven, and that's obviously the replacement for the daughter he lost. Um, he's very much like, that's my daughter. So he's bonded heavily. Um, he's protecting her against Mike Wheeler, that fucking puss hound, yeah. um, with the fucking penis helmet haircut. Um, but, and he's trying as well. So like, he when he wants to guitar her on a date, he asks her to the nice... Enzo, it's a nice Italian joint, and he goes out and gets a, a nice new shirt. So he's trying, right? But I think he... I think that's just... I would say I never saw them as... like You kind of want to see them together just because, like... I don't know, they're the two at most, two protagonists sort of thing. But at the end of the day, I think they're just better off as friends. And I think Joyce doesn't really I, I think she's not i want to say she's asexual but i think she's just like not interested in anything and then like she's just she's just too removed man she's just like on another plane man like you know what i mean just one of those yes. chicks that's just so that, okay so that's sort of what i'm getting at yeah. is that his motivation is way more clear yeah but yeah. her motivations for being involved or getting stuck into it are not clear at all because well, the kid's not re- i mean is it is it the fact that she thinks her children are still at risk because they yeah. she, they never even really touch on that no, other than where are the point. kids let's go say it, like one scene in the entire well, series like, yeah like in episode five or whatever they're like oh fuck with the kids <laughs> like yeah exactly but yeah. like hopper's whole thing is that he he seems to be way more motivated mm. um to sort of get things resolved because a yeah. you know it's he's a cop yeah but b it's it's directly related to 11 of which yeah, yeah. you know he loves as a daughter yeah her motivation just doesn't seem right, and that's what I'm. That, I guess that's Miss what I'm saying. Like, yeah, was yep. she supposed to? Like, what made her into trying to be a badass? Like, what was the I, the kicker for that? I guess the. I mean, Hopper needed something to because Hopper's probably not. Um, Hopper's pretty one dimensional in the sense that as a cop, he's not. He's not like a detective. He's just a cop. <laughs> he's a bruiser. He's a hundred percent bruiser. Yeah. Yeah. So he would need like. How would you? get the greater subtext or the greater overarching plot of the Russians trying to open up the portal under the mole if it wasn't for Joyce. Like, you, you, Joyce, to me, just seems like a, a device to twine him into it. I mean... Well, he could have... They could have done it with Eleven. Like, yeah. she could have started seeing visions and he could have noticed that she started freaking out but she didn't really want to face it. Yeah. And, but, you know what I mean? Are, like, Eleven... Then how do you get with the kids? Like, because she hangs out with the kids, not her dad. You know what I mean? She's at that age where she doesn't want to hang out with her dad. She wants to hang out with, like, boys and her friends. And that's what would have created a much better conflict. Mm. Well, they kind of do address that, though, because he, like, he says, he, he, you know, that whole letter about how he felt. That was a bit of a tearjerker at the end. Yeah. Like, reading that letter about how um, how he felt. Um, hmm. All right. Well, what about, say... Oh, anyway, of yeah. that party, before yeah. we move on, I've got to say the saddest thing in the middle of that that uh, series was when Alexi got shot. <laughs> I didn't care about him. Fuck him. Nah, man. I was like, <laughs> this guy him. in that party, 
I was like, fuck, man, he just wanted freedom. <laughs> David, he's a dirty, <laughs> dirty goddamn Soviet, mate. Fuck he just man. wanted that slice of American pie, man, and yeah, then you, you gotta, just get shot. You just get shot, it, mate. What do you mean? That's the most American thing ever, getting shot in a public space. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, true, Ooh, okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I can't um, argue that. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, I mean, let's maybe... So they basically overall that party, party one or party A, they discover the conspiracy um, uh, because they... What I don't understand, this is what I really don't get, actually, about this party. So they first go back to that military base where um, fucking um, our mate Sam died in season two. Mm. Um, is his name Sam? No, uh, Bobby. Bobby Newby. Sorry. Sheen, Sheen Austin. Um, where he died in season yeah, two. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. So when Rudy yeah. dies, right, they go back there because they think, oh, that's where the source of the weirdness is coming from. Yeah. Why did the Terminator attack him there? Because if the Terminator didn't attack them, they probably would have been like, huh, and they probably would have never found Starcourt, right? Um, No, you're right. The kids would have still, though. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have eventuated in theory, like if you follow a logical process at some that's point. That's but you're true. right. Yeah. The Russian guys were probably um, overstepping the mark for something that should have been a hundred percent subterfuge. Yeah, just like just just why would you attack them? Was there like, anything there? I don't remember. Nothing. There was nothing there, but the Russian. The Russian attacked them, almost killed Hopper. Um, yeah. And then one, um, Joyce, I think, hit him with something, and then he got off of him, and then they escaped. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think there was anything there. Like they didn't find Alexi there. Alexi was. The next one, the house, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the house. Or maybe they had to do it to take him to the house, perhaps. I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. Can't remember. Um, well, yeah. So I thought overall, the first half of the season, mm. it it was, I mean, it did seem like a bit of a fumble, but I didn't mind a lot of their story. Like, yeah. I kind of wish Hopper sort of settled down a bit, but I did like the moment where he was like, Alexi's not going anywhere. Just relax and trust me, because I'm a cop and... I do know these things. That was nice, that bit. You know, yeah. when they uh, he gives him the keys, and it's like, all right, well, fuck off then. Go get yourself a cherry. Yeah. Fucking uh, <laughs> cherry smoothie. Crushy. Um, what are they called? Not smoothie. Um, Slushy? Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, like yeah. that was that was all right. So I think they were okay. I didn't mm. mind that story, but I still found it. It, it just it felt really disjointed because there were so many different parties and stuff. It felt like the cast was too big. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a valid criticism because I felt the same too. Because, all right, um, maybe we'll just wrap up, um, wrap up party A because I felt there's some subplots or some party storylines that I really couldn't give a fuck about. Um, anyway, so uh, at the end, I mean, they kind of Joyce and Hopper discover the conspiracy because they go back to the mayor's office because um, Hopper realizes that he saw the the Terminator at the mayor's office. Ra ra ra! It all involves. Leads them to Starcourt, where they team up with the rest of the parties. Overall, ultimately, um, Joyce and Hopper kind of save the day by shutting down the machine that stops the portal. They also notify the uh, is it CIA? I think that hotline uh, or, or some yeah some government fucking NSA agency. whatever fucking yeah American agency it is, and then um. That leads to the them deploying um, marines or whatever to to shut down the site. So 
their their involvement is heavy, and that's why I gave them the A plot because they they pretty much they're the ones that really stop the stop the Russians. Um, and hey, let me ask and the portal. Let me ask something for that moment right at the end where the portal gets stopped. Do you think there was um basically Joyce has to kill him right Correct. and close the portal? Yeah. Because she didn't. She never showed any interest in him. <laughs> and even the whole, like, agreeing to go on a date thing beforehand didn't really seem like... Still felt forced, like she was just caveating. Like, do you think that missed... They they missed an opportunity there to make that a bit more of an impactful moment? Uh, I thought the... Like, it wasn't really sad from the standpoint of oh, romantic people are now dead. Uh, like, they're going to be apart. Um, you're right in that sense. It was sad because I felt bad for Hopper. Like, because he... <laughs> Me too. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I didn't really care about that relationship. Um, uh, I don't know. Were we I supposed guess, yeah. to? I feel like we were supposed to. Yeah, I think we were because they kind of agreed to go on a date when she came back, right? Yeah. Which I guess is something, but I think again she's only saying agreeing to the date because she just doesn't want to hurt Hopper. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, but to the greater point, Hopper um, sacrifices himself to shut down the portal and then um it's assumed that he's dead but in the post credit scene um there's a, a reference to the american in a in a soviet prison so it could be that hopper's been kept alive in the soviet prison um i hope so i hope i hope he's not dead i mean it would be more impactful if he did die but hopper is kind of my favorite character i think at this point um what do you think, Dave? Is Hopper alive or is he dead? Oh, I think he's alive. Yeah, I think just for the from the way these guys have written the show so far, I think he's alive. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to get him out of a Soviet prison for fuck's sake. Like that's that's riding yourself into a corner if there ever was one. Um, but you can't kill Hopper. Like. Fuck. Nah, there were, it, it's going to be pretty. I think it'll be straightforward. My prediction is is that he's going to be in the Soviet prison. We're going to see the Russian side of things, and that's going to be the way they tell that story is through his uh, eyes. Through Hopper, yeah. And then on the other side, the kids are going to work out. We're sick of this mind flayer always trying to come into our world, and there's some sort of bullshit opportunity for everyone to go into the mind flayer's world. Yeah. And then they'll meet up with Hopper in the mind flayer's world. And then they'll all come together as one big group and then take on the Mind Flayer directly and kill it. And then that'll be the end of the entire thing. God, that sounds boring. <laughs> That's like, my prediction. For that world four. is so like, yeah, okay. That dimension isn't cool. Um, all right. Um, overall, if you had to give it an A, B or C rating for that party, what, what would you give it? Is it, is it the best sort of storyline in the series? Uh, it's a strong B plus, I think, relative yeah. to the other stories in, in this season. It's a B yeah, plus, yeah. It's a B plus. I agree. I think um, I just like the characters and like the actors. Um, had some levity, had some comedy, had some cool action. Uh, the Terminator, Russian Terminator, was cool. Um, I love Hopper getting his ass kicked, then getting <laughs> killing him, just flat out killing him in the in the fair when they go through that maze thing uh, or that house of mirrors or whatever it was. He just fucking pumps a clip into him. Um, <laughs> the guy gets up and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was well, good, man. Yeah, Hopper punching on is probably one of the most entertaining actions. Oh, yeah. Like, Fat Rambo. <laughs> yeah, 
Fat Rambo. This takes, so hits. This takes hits, man. It keeps coming. Yeah. Um, so that's great. That's great. All right, let's move on to um, B, Party B or Party 2. And this is the OG, I guess most of the OG uh, Stranger Things crew. We got Will. We got, uh, fuck, what's his other name? Will. We got Mike. Mike. We got Eleven. We've got Lucas. We've got Max. Um, we've got Nancy. We've got Jonathan. And... I know you're putting them together, but they were definitely told as separate story arcs for a lot of the first half. Yeah, but, okay, well... And sorry, and that added to me thinking the cast was too big. Because well, it was jumping between all four groups. I, I can't give Jonathan and Nancy a separate party because they do join up at like... Um, no, I agree with you. Totally five. agree with you. It's just more of a criticism of the fact that I think the cast is too big. Is it? It's noticeable jumping between all four. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's maybe start off with I. I kind of enjoyed the seeing the kids as they were in episode one. So episode one was more like a fluff. Let's see where these guys are at. Sort of episode. Um. So so Will and um, Eleven are I guess a couple, and they're just doing normal teenage things and you know just hanging out all the time. And Dustin, uh, sorry, and Lucas and Max is a are a couple, and they're doing hang out, hanging out. So they're kind of coupled off together. Um, that leaves Will by himself, um, and he's kind of on the fringes. So you can see he's not really connecting with anyone because he doesn't have a girlfriend, and his best friends are in a relationship, and they're spending all their time with their girlfriends. Um, Dustin isn't in this party because he's given the. He's given. Uh, he's gone off to science camp, and um, he's just. I think probably the first time they spent a summer away. So I guess he's not there, and the, to I guess bond with the kids, or you know, he's he's again kind of. It's kind of. It's very clear that they're kind of all kind of the group is sort of the nucleus of the group is sort of starting to fragment as they age up and go into different things and different interests, right? Mm. But at the end of the day, they're still our friends. They still care for each other. Um, Jonathan and uh, Nancy are out of high school and they're working at the local paper. Nancy's being a journalist. Jonathan's being a photographer. Um, I didn't understand this. So they're still living in their own separate houses, right? They weren't living together. Uh, no, I think she was just like staying over. No, right. Okay. Anyway. I got to give Jonathan like, how could you want to spend that much time with your missus? Like, work with her? Well, because he's not an adult, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, they're two codependents. If there ever was, if there ever were any, um, you got yeah, you got to remember, Sam. They're still young, man. It's probably the first. Like, I mean, I guess it's her second serious relationship, mm-hmm. but they don't know what's. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I get you though, but it would irritate me as an adult male. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do. It. I just it just couldn't yeah. do. It. 10 minutes. Um, and okay, so we kind of see the party is at a point in time where they're not really one. And then then slowly but surely, uh, issues develop between the relationships because um, Eleven and Mike um, uh, doesn't, I don't know, there's petty shit that, you know, young, young couples go through where someone does something stupid or miscommunication and they go on the rocks. So Eleven and Max as the two uh, I guess two girls of the group of the party they grow closer and bond together and um, you kind of see for the most of it that 
Yeah, they're not really unified in a sense because they're all kind of just holding these weird little, not grudges, but like weird little, like obviously, I don't know, disagreements? I don't know what you even call it, to be honest. Like, they're just, there's a weird vibe in that group. Because Will's upset because he can't hang out and play fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Mike's upset because Eleven's not speaking to him. Dustin is just under Max's thumb big time and he's just trying not to rock the boat and he's trying to give relationship advice to Mike and Eleven's trying to get relationship or he's receiving relationship from Max and Max is trying to is telling Eleven to make Mike work for it and Max is just horrible to Dustin <laughs> and <laughs> not horrible to Lucas sorry Dustin's not really in the picture and it's just a real weird vibe long story short um, Eleven gets some of those fucking flashbacks or whatever bullshit vision she has and she slowly starts to learn that the mind flayer is coming into the world and that it's being channeled, uh, channeled or through uh, Max's brother, Billy. Billy as the villain. He was the villain, I guess, in last season. He's a villain again, but with a twist. Um, he, on a, on a night out to go pound fucking um, uh, um, Nancy's mum, whatever her name is, Karen Wheeler, I think her name is, he gets into a car accident and when he gets out of the car he gets taken by the mind flayer and he's basically turning everyone into zombies or mind flayer people i don't know i don't know what they're called in this series there's a few interesting battles dave between um the mind flayer and the and the party um which i think are were actually pretty well pretty decently done um i like the one in the hospital and when they're running away from it i thought that was pretty cool um but overall, I kind of was pretty disinterested in this in this storyline up until the end. I guess the Battle of Starcourt. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on this plotline? Do you mean part? as in the creation of the monster storyline from the Billy perspective? The whole thing, the whole thing. Like I thought, like invasion of the body snatchers, and that I mean, that's kind of cool. That mm, yeah, okay. But I hate Billy. I hate his face. Sorry, not Billy. Yeah, Billy. I hate Billy. I hate his face. Dacre Montgomery. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I just hate him. And kissing. you're supposed to, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm to saying. Be fair. Good. You're supposed to. But I also find him so disingenuous as a person that I can't even care to see him act on screen. Like I just don't care for him. Um, and the fact that he's still in this is annoying. Um, and the fact that he killed himself to save his sister, I'm like, good, do something good in your fucking life for once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just whatever, man. Like, you're just not interesting. You just, like, your tortured scenes look like you're taking a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's sweaty. A little and his bit, head's actually, shaking, yeah. <laughs> And his eyes are like, it's like, bro, act, man. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not hard. So, I just, I just, I mean, I like the battle sequences. Like I said, as I mentioned, the one in the hospital, that was pretty cool. Um, but overall, um, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you like? It just, even Eleven's bullshit, like fucking just learn how to use your powers so you can just fucking be a, a more of a badass. It'd be like fucking uh Phoenix, Dark Phoenix or, um, it's definitely stronger though than what she's she was, stronger. Like yeah. Like, so obviously there's a, a growth aspect to it. But I don't know. What do you think? I'm, I'm asking for your opinion. <sighs> Yeah, I didn't mind it though. I thought it was good to have a monster, um, because I liked the the season two. I felt 
had some good, like genuinely scary people's lives are at risk moments. Like those dog things were actually like felt threatening. Um, Demigorgons. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it would have been, I, I wanted to see something like that in this one. So I guess you needed a longer build up to come to the massive sort of monster thing. Um, yeah, was it pointless? Like, was that the Mind Flayer's ultimate goal, just to create a blob? <laughs> That's what I understand. Like, I don't really... It's not clear that he's... Just, I think he's trying to convert their dimension to his dimension. Um, and that's how he does it. But Nah, like... he built it specifically to kill Eleven. Oh, okay. Who the Mind Flayer sees as... A threat. Yeah, and, his en- and its enemy is her, which is fine. I think... But it doesn't really make sense because just keep the portal oh, closed. Keep the portal cloak and no one's coming for you. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, the Russians wanted to. I Look, I I actually think open it up. I'm big on, you know, exploratory sciences. And, and send the so, military in. Send the guns in. Yeah, why not? Or something, man. Like, it's... Okay, so you've got to remember, this is, in theory, this is the core group, right? And from day one, the core group's always been battling the Mind Flayer. So the storyline had to happen because they had to continue to battle the Mind Flayer. This is just how they battled the Mind Flayer in our world. And that's why I'm so convinced that it's going to be leading up to a season four where they go into the Mind Flayer's world and fight him directly. Because this is the most direct conflict they've probably had in physical terms. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because, yeah, previously it was always like, do the whole, oh, I'm going to close my eyes and battle you type thing or get him out of will by doing like um, a meta fights and shit like that. Whereas this was like a, a full-blown, he's come to our world and he's attacking or invading. Like it was a genuine invasion story. I Also, I like the fact that they um, they killed people. Like they didn't shy away from that. Like, nah, they're dead now. They've been absorbed. <laughs> Like, it's, I think that added a bit more to, I know you hate Billy, but it added a bit more to the fact that he tried to fight the mind control. Um, oh, look, see, I don't, it's hard for me to articulate that, my, my distaste for this person, because I just don't think he can act, and when you're, when it looks like you're taking a fucking shit. Yeah, but the, you got to remember though, man, like with a cast of this size, these guys only have a very limited amount of screen time, so... You're never gonna see his full better. range. Yeah, but his the character's written that way. I know, but, but like it's so it's almost like seventies fucking comedic fucking horror. Like the way his eyes are shaking and he's sweaty, and his cheeks are like paralyzed. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, man, I've it's just. Well, I f- I felt the atmosphere and tone of this one was subpar compared to the first two seasons overall. Like, That's, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily just just Whoa. the human thing. I guess I'm channeling, channeling it to him because I just don't think he's... I don't like his character Look, I th- and I don't like him, so... I think the fights were good. I totally agree with that. Um, they needed some sort of big physical presence, like a physical threat to keep the kids motivated to stay with each other, to keep them moving for the plot. And I thought it was fine and I thought it was serviceable, if not predictable, but um, overall, I-, I thought it was fine. Like this, this whole plot thing... I think is a C plus type thing. Like you're right. Coming back to the magnets being so weak, why didn't uh, Nancy and all that? It, it would have made more sense 
to to for the fertilizer consumption and rats thing as additive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why even have Will's mum notice anything at first in the first place? Just have Nancy and Jonathan, and have well, it makes uh, sense. Nona take a back seat, right? Yeah, it makes sense from their perspective because they're they're journalists, and journalists right? Correct, <laughs> Investigative yeah. journalists, yeah, yeah, right? Correct. Like they 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 could have yeah, the magnets could have been secondary to the actual um, uh, preliminary instigation of shit going wrong of mm. like. Rats consuming fertilizer and mm. blowing up, and people mm. going nuts. Like in the first episode, you could have had someone as a precursor do something crazy. Yeah. And then everyone would, that would have been there. They could have been supporting some main investigator, investigative journalist who was a caricature of a 80s yeah. journalist. Yeah, some washed up journalist who was like a. The New York Times or the Washington Post, but he got fired for some bullshit. Now he's just working in his hometown, drunk alcoholic guy. Some bullshit. Although <laughs> yeah. that is crossing over a bit into Hopper territory, but yeah, you're. Yeah. That's what I mean. And then yeah. the kids could have been tied in that way. Yeah. And Winona could have come in. Or could secondary. Been, could have been an A A class reporter from the Washington Post who's heard about this shit and is now trying to get the picture of what actually happened to release to the wider public. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I feel like it was a missed opportunity, but overall, it just felt like going through the motions. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this storyline. So Correct. and that's what I felt the season was. But yeah, Correct. it's uh, to me. I think the Hopper one still is probably better, and this is probably in that B minus territory. Yeah, you mean C Um, what did I say? B plus. I think it's close to Hopper, only because the action sequences were pretty cool, and. The fights I thought with Billy were actually not bad. Well, I mean, I I, I I struggle to think of what the party is for realistically now when you have Eleven being strong. not I guess because she's not too strong and not too powerful, but when you think about it, season one, they all kind of brought something to the table, I guess, um, and they, as a collective, uh, managed to defeat or close the port or whatever they did in season one. This season, there's a lot of p- passengers, like a lot of passengers. Oh, so many, man. <laughs> so um, Max, for instance, I guess she's the connective tissue to Billy. Um, Mike is, I guess, is the, would you say, the leader, I guess, like, trying to coordinate everything. I don't know. Um, uh, nah, Lucas he's a supporting is the actor. Is the, is the guy that likes fireworks. So I don't know. He, he had fireworks <laughs> to fight the mind flayer with. Um, you know, of all the stereotypical things that they put in with regard to like race and stuff, they could have at least made Lucas some sort of like sick cunt athlete type dude. You know, what I mean? like oh, he's just a kid, man. He's too young. Ah, uh, still like I guess he, growing into one. He, big, yeah, exactly, because he was the one with the um. The, he has the slingshot, right? Yes, correct. Pretty much every single thing. Yeah. So why not? Why not give him some sort of athletic prowess or? Uh, skill. Like, why not turn that slingshot into a fucking bow and arrow type scenario? Yeah. I you know what I mean? Or, like, it, it, it could have been it could have been anything, man. He could be, like, some sort of runner. Um, It could have been anything that they could have, like, sort of amped up his contribution in what a fight sense. Like, I don't understand. Like, you, you live in America, and not to be fucking... Well, Nancy had one. Yeah, I know, but, like... Just fucking go to Hopper. Hopper's got to have a fucking pump action somewhere, and just you know what I mean. He's a cop. Just fucking arm up, man. You're coming against the fucking mind flayer. You got to arm up. Yeah, but also you got to remember it's the '80s. Culturally, they weren't that nuts 
um, the guns. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Oh, so, no, nah, they definitely weren't, man. Because I'm pretty sure the gun sales, the, the gun obsession thing is more of a 90s. like 90s to early 2000s era. Yeah. Because that's when the prices for that shit came way down too. So mm-hmm. guns were expensive at one point and the accessibility wasn't there. So you would, you'd be a genuine hunter, of which case it's like a fucking bolt action rifle, which you're not, you're not going to be lining up a mind flayer from like fucking... No, that's a good point. One kilometer well, away with the 12 times. Of the shot easy. And they did, though. Nancy got it. That's mm. what I'm saying. Like, so actually, when the opportunity was there, it made sense. Because I, I can't see it. I can't see, like, 12-year-olds mm. hiding behind counters, like, popping off rounds. Like, mm. shotguns are heavy, man. Like, you Where see that in Nancy's okay. arms. It's not like it's an easy thing to wield. Yeah, that's I think you've been watching too much TV, Mark. Probably. All right. Um, I mean, the villain, uh, the mind flayer. I thought. I thought the, did you think the good. fireworks thing worked well? I thought. I thought the actual visual of it was great. I liked the look of it. I thought the CGI was really well done for a TV show. Visually, the the battle for Starcult Mall was fantastic. I have no problems with any of it. I thought they really nailed that execution. <laughs> One thing that pissed me off, though, and this coming back to giving Lucas a bit more of like a skill set is that he made the comment he goes through the the fucking monologue about how powerful fireworks are mm. and if you strap them together that they can be like dynamite mm. why the fuck didn't we get to see him have some sort of like uh holy grail style 6 m80 strapped together type moment where he chucks it into the mouth of the mind flayer to blow it up type thing yeah because in the end they just chucked generic fireworks at him i was like oh so sick so you're setting this up that you're gonna like stick these all together to make some mega bomb and they never had a mega bomb <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah that's true well they did have bigger grenade things that they threw at him yeah but i wanted the mega bomb that he was talking about i wanted the sticks of dynamite-esque like this is the holy grail this is our mm-hmm. nuke and if we use it too early we fuck up you know what I mean? Like, give yeah, him a bit yeah. of a hero scene, like where he fucking he runs, slides under the legs of the mind flayer, and then chucks this thing into the mouth. You know what I mean? Mm. And then buys them more time because we know it doesn't die from the physicality stuff, really. Because like Eleven like rips one of its like limbs in half type shit, and it just kind of puts itself back together. So, but yeah. Anyway, I'm on the same page as you. I think we're pretty aligned so far on everything. Um. Did you feel anything when Billy died? Mm, I mean, they set it up. I, I kind of felt sorry for him, but I've, I agree with you that it was overacted, his assholeness in season two. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I I don't know. Yeah. It's not that I didn't care, just in, it's, uh, I was like, I, I don't have a connection to you as a character. Because exactly. Because it's so comical mm. in how ridiculous you were in season two. Yeah. Like, psychotic. Like, you needed to be in a mental institution to help you with the rage outs. Well, I think they kind of explained it, how his dad blamed him for his mum leaving and whatever, and how he turned cooked. Um, I get that. Um, I get that too. But, like, it just wasn't... It was still too over the top. That's what I mean. He's whole... Like, it's just that... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see how he's a heartthrob, that guy. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead, so we're not going to see him season four. I'm so happy about that. Um, all right, so let's jump along to the final final party. Now, listeners, so we've given party A 
or party one, the prime party, alpha party, we've given them uh, a B plus. Was it B minus? B plus. We'll say B plus. B plus. Yeah, it was B plus. Beta party, we gave a C minus. Did we? It was B minus. I said B minus. So let's go. Uh, let's go C either C or C plus. Yeah, okay, C plus. Yeah, right. they're close. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we're going to the rogue party, the renegades, the cool kids, where it's fucking <laughs> the sick hunts, just fucking getting it done, taking no prisoners, taking on the mighty Soviet army sh- straight up. This party has got all your A-grade hitters. It's got Dustin. It's got Steve. It's got Robin. And hey, I want to say Erica. <laughs> I think I found that out. Erica. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So this is a new party pretty much. I mean... It's not really new, but I mean, the, one of the best things about season two was the the partnership of Dustin and Steve. Like they just, yeah, it was like they're made for each other. They just the chemistry is there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, yeah. it's fun to watch. Um, they're having a good time, and I'm having a good time watching them have a good time. So it was just well done. So they bring that back, but then they add in. Um, I guess I would say I would argue the female equivalent of the other person. So. Steve, oh, like yeah. so Steve has so he's equivalent with Robin, someone yeah. who's like quick witted, I guess, good looking, um, you know, not afraid to get stuck in, likes to think things out, likes you know, he, he, he like pretty much. It's an offsider to him, yeah, man. To him. She, she's more pl- see. I found her more plain looking, more thoughtful, whereas Steve was more just dive in, you know, clumsily bundle his way through, just <laughs> get shit done type thing. As in, I thought the dynamic was really well, good. That's, they yeah, that's what I kind of meant. That's other. what I kind of meant. Yeah. Yang to the ying. So, like, yeah, Steve just goes in, doesn't think, and she's like, she uses her brain to crack the code and whatnot. Yep. Um, and Erica is just all sass to, I guess, Dustin. Dustin's a bit sassy too, but he's like, um, he just talks, he's a motor mouth, and Erica's a motor mouth. So, I guess that complements each other. I don't know. Um, I, I enjoyed that combo too. Like, I know yeah. I may have sounded critical early on, but I actually do think that she complemented that group really well and played off Dustin really well. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the, pl- the plot is pretty much uh, they're working in Starcourt, Starcourt Mall, an ice cream shop, and um, they un- and Dustin, on his radio, comes across a Russian message, which, for whatever reason, I don't know why they're broadcasting on radio, but whatever. Um, hey, they never made that clear either. No, hey, it makes no sense. Like, who are like, they talking to? Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, you're a covert Soviet operation operating in the United States of America, and you're broadcasting in Russian. Are you fucking on drugs or what? Um, like you just wouldn't broadcast. You literally just wouldn't. Like you just wouldn't be radio silence if you had to speak to someone. You'd have like a a fucking hardwired landline. Or, or you know I mean? as you said, you just hire some yank to say it in American, and it ends up by just being gibberish that no one pays attention to. Correct. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they discover that blah 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 blah. Russians are in the mall. They follow the Russians down this elevator to a Russian base. They discover the conspiracy. They discover that the Russians are working on a uh, way to open up the portal again, and they then the party gets split. Uh, because Steve takes a fucking beating, like fucking, <laughs> like a fucking, like rigs and lethal weapon, man. Yeah. He, just, he can take a hit, man. But just fucking fuck you. I'm not giving you anything. And then bang. 
<laughs> that's what that's what I that's what I fucking that's what makes him the like that what makes him almost like I like Jim Hopper, but I reckon Steve has to be the next sheriff of the town or whatever the marshal whatever he is. He has to be because he's just a fucking he's just a dude, man. He's just a fucking like he just doesn't rap. He just takes the hits and he's always just trying to look out for his friends. He gives them the opportunity to escape, stays behind so he can fucking give them the opportunity to get out. And you know what I mean. He's got the greatest story arc, I think, of all the characters of all this time. entire of all time. Actually, yeah, I would almost agree with that because I, had, when he started turning into like a likable character, I thought the transition that these guys had for him as the original wanker turning in, like growing up and turning into like the ultimate best dude, has got to be one of the greatest flips. It's like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled type scenario, man. I'm like, this is. <laughs> It's awesome. It's yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm all on board, man. Like I, I would watch a spin-off of him and Dustin and Robin. Yeah, fuck Ochi would. Like it, yeah. it's. I gotta say though, I didn't love their story. First and foremost, I kind of got over the sailor outfits. I wish they just kind of just got changed into just regular clothes because it kind of look. It just it kind of zapped the, the the vibe and the juice a bit when you see him just copping hits and he's in a little sailor boy outfit. <laughs> that was the best. Because <laughs> it was so different. Because Steve just, he, he gets unwittingly undermined and like... Put yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. And it's like, he's getting his copping hits in a fucking like sailor out suit. And he's, yeah. still, he's still able to roll with it and just be like, well, it's just life, man. I'll, I'll take it. Um, and um, uh, I guess... Uh, they all eventually they all escape um but i mean it i think that the fact that they had to they were there kind of almost for exposition to explain how the soviet base was operating mm. so the soviets um made a dodgy deal with the mayor to build a, a mall and they obviously fronted it as an american developer um and unbeknownst to them they they how long were they in the 20 like, it was like a 20 minute lift, uh, ride from to the bottom of the base now, no, I don't think it was that long. That's what they said, didn't they? Did they? 20 yeah. minutes. At that speed of which everything and was then, going nuts. And then they said um, it was like you had to take a car because it was like a three-day walk or some shit to wherever they were. Oh, uh, that was the... Sorry, no, no, yeah. So the walking bit as well, she was saying that it was going to be um, the entire return trip or something, the entire time to get back and to get there was something like it'd be like three days. Because of the distances and everything, so or like any like four, you know seventy two hours or something for the amount of walking and stuff. Because oh, they right. did use a car to get in, like to get out and. Okay. Um. Well. Anyway, I just it's massive found, underground thing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they could have just dialed it down a bit. Like this, maybe. I guess they had to give them something to do, or like they couldn't because of the way that the whole overall story was told they couldn't give them make it too quick otherwise it wouldn't match up with the other guys storylines so they're they're pretty much waiting around a lot which is i didn't really rate that was annoying because that's definitely the best cast combination like i thought that was the best squad if that makes sense man like it makes no sense like why would you waste them like this it's it's like a lot of waiting in rooms and in it's just not I don't know, I thought it was a bit like let's hurry up and get them let's get them caught or let's hurry up and have them sneak around. Let's hurry up and have them do something because it was very stagnant. It sort of got a bit stale. Particularly 
Um, particularly that, I guess I'd say when Hopper and uh, Joyce are with the Russian. So maybe yeah. around, I don't know if it's chapter four or five or whatever, but there's like, there's two episodes right in the middle of the series where they're kind of not doing anything, like literally. Um, so that kind of zapped the, the juice out of it. Um, but overall, they kind of then, they then escape. Um, and then when they meet up with Hopper and Joyce, they explain the situation of the Russians, of what's going on. They know, they explain it to them how to get downstairs or down the in the in the, in the the basement to then um, turn the machine off. So they're a key component in that sense because they, they give them the instructions for Hopper and Joyce to figure out to do. And they also... Um, they also have the responsibility of going out to the radio tower that Dustin set up in episode one to... She, I can't remember. What, what did they have to do for the radio tower? They had to do something. Coordinate. That basically, Dustin was playing Overwatch with all the squads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was to provide th- the guidance because Hopper wouldn't let them go in with them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he was telling him where, where to go. That's right. Um... And I guess nothing happened. I mean, they they have a sub some subplots about um, them, uh, Steve and Robin potentially being a couple. But you know, Robin saying she's gay, and Steve being cool with it, and they're just going to be best buds, which I liked. Um, I like the fact that they're, they're like a weird. You know what they're weird like? You know what they are like, Dave? It's like they're a weird 2019 ultra modern couple where. They're like gender fluid, <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's like a weird family dynamic that that there's like father figure, mother figure, their two kids, and it's just like you know what I mean. Like this families like a, come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, same. exactly. It's like a tight family <laughs> bond, and I love it. I love it. So nah, much. can I just say I think that was that was awesome for two reasons. Number one, it was awesome because Steve got slapped in the face again by life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he like, thought he was gonna get the chick again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it just. And like, ah, didn't happen, champ. And secondly, they definitely worked better as friends. And I think like TV fucking never has enough good platonic relationships because there are so many times where you prefer yeah, the shows yeah. are so much better when they're actually friends and it's a friend dynamic than when they end up by being a couple because it just ruins it, it just kills it when they like hook up or get together. So I thought it was perfect. And that it came through even towards the end there, where they're like just trying to be mates and like get hookups for each other in the video store type thing. Remember, like right at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought perfect, man. These guys can be best friends type thing. He's now got his like offsider, like Nancy's got Jonathan. Hopper had um, Winona Ryder. Dustin, I guess, has uh, the Erica chick, and then the other squad just all have each other. So Will's the only loser that doesn't really have an offsider, but everyone's got someone to play off. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect. Like if season four was centered around those guys, I think it'd be awesome. It won't be, but it just it would yeah. be awesome. I mean, um... oh, what was with what? the fucking the nuclear waste shit? <sighs> remember the yellow, the the green stuff? I can't remember. Like. Was the payoff just that it melted through the floor? <laughs> I think so. There was an entire room full of that, like, glowing shit in a cylinder. And that story arc just never went anywhere. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, in the Russian base. Like, what was it? Like, they didn't use it to open a safe. They didn't use it for anything, really. I can't remember. Cannot remember. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I was going to say one. They gave us. I don't know is the answer, but I, I would say this. Like, how cool is this scene when they go to the? They escape the mall and they're and then playing the movie um, Back to the Future. <laughs> you see Back to the Future on the big screen. Um, and it's just like, uh, that's how you kind of, that's how you do it. You know what I mean? If you want to ram home the, the, the nostalgia, that's how you do it, right? So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and that kind cool. of led to that moment, have them, that realization that, she, you know, she, she is probably the first person she's ever come out to because she feels comfortable with Steve. She likes Steve as a friend. They've just gone through some shit together. Steve's, you know, showing that he's a genuine bloke, just a good old, he's a good mate. And, um, yeah, they come through better to like better friends for it. So I thought it was just a nice, like a sweet sort of sequence that we got out of that. Um, and Dustin's like just losing his mind trying to keep it all together because they're high on fucking acid or whatever they gave him. LSD. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, Erica just does not give a fuck. She's watching the movie. You know what I mean? And he's just like losing <laughs> it, trying to get his party, his mates to come help him out. Because I, I guess at that stage, he didn't know that the thing's going on with a mind flare. He, yeah, yeah, there. that's right. So he was just like, I need help. So um, it all kind of, I would give this uh, season credit because it all kind of culminates in a really great sort of um, ending um, with all the parties coming together to kind of do their part to defeat the Mind Flayer, close the portal, defeat the Russians. Um, but it does have a very definitive end in the sense that Will and Jonathan move away from Hawkins with their mum Joyce because obviously Joyce feels like there's really nothing there for him anymore uh, there's a few deaths or perceived deaths I guess um, Steve and Robin you know it's Steve doesn't really have a connection to the group outside Dustin and Dustin's got his girlfriend oh yeah that was also comical when, when his girlfriend made him sing the never ending story song <laughs> um <laughs> I, I don't know. I found that a little bit forced. Yeah, it was a bit forced, but I liked it. I, I liked that it was that song too. Like, that's that's what's funny. Yeah. Um, And you kind of see the group is... is kind, It is a bit fragmented because um, the party's split. So, I, I think that if they left it at season three, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I think, oh yeah, that would be okay. Yeah. And maybe did like an I in it thing where they come back 20 years later or some shit and they're all kind of adults and the mind flayers making like one final push for and you know what I mean maybe do something like that so I think I think the juice has definitely been squeezed out of this franchise or series and I think as you're right Dave season 4 I can't see my I can't see myself wanting more of this you know what I mean I'm telling you my prediction for the fact that everyone's split up Mm. is that they're going to do another thing, they're all split up parties, and they're all going to come together. But the way it's going to happen is that they're going to come together via going into the Upside Down and taking on the Mind Flare directly. That's, that that seems very logical. Um, yeah, and I reckon... Money, but I'd like to do that, but I think that seems very logical. I don't know if it would, because you start dimming everything down. You make it... Because you know what it'll be, though? It, I reckon it's going to be... There's going to be a lot of episodes where they flesh out and finalize Eleven's entire story. Mm. Um, even though they've, I think they've done a good job of fleshing it out so far. Can I say one thing? I don't care yeah. about Eleven's story anymore. 
Like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> like her. I like her, but I don't like her, Eleven. Like, she just, she, she she has, like, weird moments where she speaks like a fucking retard. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Like, someone, like a, <laughs> like, I don't know how to do, do, like, is this really, I know she hasn't been educated, I get that, but she's been around people long enough for this time, you would think she could string a sentence together. And then two seconds later, that kind of acting is put aside, and she's this normal person, and then, then she goes back to being the, the, the dull the robot. Fucking, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, pick a lane of what you are. And I don't I, like. I just, I just don't have any empathy for her because she, her mother was psycho. She got taken by the government, and now she's with Hopper, the best dad of all time. Like, it's a pretty good trade-off in my book. Oof. Hang on, didn't the mother go psycho because they took the daughter away though? Oh, not the other way around, man. <laughs> well, not she, the other way around. Was, whatever. She was doing LSD experiments for the government or some shit. My point and, is that, yeah, so what I'm saying is is that I reckon they're going to be... She's got fam now, Dave. Like, it's just... She does. And they're going to be taking... And the next step for them is going to be, I think... Because you know how we fa- we know there are other... um, The other kids. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like some sort of... I, I don't know if that's going to come back or if they're just going to leave that in the wind. But I, I think they're going to exp- they're going to take a few more episodes to explore that to completion. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some sort of event where they all come back. Because, you know, with the other kids that stayed in Hawkins, yep. their way back is going to be through the, the physical portal. For Elle, it's going to be like some sort of like transportation fucking capability or some shit. And like you've got Hopper in Russia who it's going to be the same sort of thing. I just hope though, the other alternative though, is that because they're all separated, they use that as a vehicle to reduce the party size. Mm. So Jonathan's just gone from the story now. Uh, Winona Ryder's just gone from the story. Um, Elle can make her way back because she can transport herself type thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe they can use that as a mechanism to reduce the overall party size. Like maybe Nancy's going to college. You know what I mean? So she's no longer there as well. And then you end up with a more centric, um, like the original party or more of a... You know, Dustin runs back into that video store. It's happened again or some shit. You know what I mean? And then they're like, it's time to take the fight to the Mind Flayer. So it depends on what they're doing. I, I think they're trying to set it up that, like, obviously the logical step is they all have to face this Mind Flayer on its own territory. Like, that has to happen. Like, that, that's the only conclusion to, to finish this. Unless they want to run it out for two more seasons, of which... Season five could be L on her own trying to meet up with all the other psychics or some shit. Yeah, which would be a shit season. That would kill it for me if they did that. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go, go down, maybe predictions. Let's just give this uh, party, the wild party, a rating. I think I'd give this a B. This is B. Yeah, they had. I found. I thought they had better moments than the Hopper one. Yeah. But on average, you're right. Probably. Probably a B. So overall, you'd probably say this is probably a B minus series season, I guess. Um, Can I actually, I will say this as my closing opinion. I think I preferred the the journey in season two than mm-hmm. what I did in season three, but I preferred mm-hmm. the culminating ending in season three to the ending in season two. Yeah, I think they ended it fantastic. I think it was a long road to ruin, but they got there in the end, and the end was pretty sweet. Okay, yeah. they gave us a pretty sweet ending. Um. 
So overall, Dave's given some pretty good predictions. I think you're pretty right. I don't really have any insight to add other than I think if they are going to do season four, which they've obviously, you know, Netflix is fighting Disney plus streaming service. So 100% they're getting, giving us another season. I think you're right. I think they're going to have to all come together because they all are split and separated and they're all kind of doing their own thing. I think they are going to have to come together through that the upside down world um, to fight the mind flayer and then that will be that sort of thing as a definitive book ending. But having said that, I'm kind of content to leave things here. Like, I'm not, as your missus said, I'm not really lusting for it because what I liked about season one was the the horror thriller component. Um, yeah. The weirdness, the vibe, the atmosphere, the collective group of kids coming together to, you know, get their friend back and resolve the issue. Um, what I thought could have been perhaps may have worked better, well, maybe not worked better, but gotten this series a bit more longevity as if they had every, it was like an anthology series. So every season was a different portal to a different world and different set of kids that way you don't have to worry about the aging up issue but then i guess it you know there's other questions of oh are the are the cast going to be as good or whatever um Mm. and then i don't know i don't know i just think as the kids age up and that happens for all sort of tv shows that are centered around children you kind of want them to say kids for as long as possible you know what i mean and yeah, and it gets tough because characters that you may not have originally been seeing as the stars turn out. Like, Steve was obviously something that no yeah. one... I don't want to say they didn't see coming, yeah. but his popularity outside of the show, definitely, um, they probably wish they capitalized on his character way more. Yeah, 100%. Um, and even, like, see, those kids, right? So, like, I don't know, Dustin... He was always the most entertaining yeah, it's like I don't know. It's just I just feel like the, if you look at season one, they're just they are literally children, prepubescent yeah. children. Now they're all teenagers. Now like that um, eleven has got like an old fashioned line, and she's a EU a UN fucking rep and shit like this. Like it's like you know what I mean. It's like mm. oh, speaking of which, and the pressure that Netflix is under. How what was your favorite product placement moment? Hmm. Product place product placement. Um. Whopper was we seen the Whopper was pretty good. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't. Re- I mean, the toys were good at the beginning. Seeing all those old ancient toys and Eleven moving them all that was pretty sweet. Um, so like you had the R two D two robot. Um, I mean, more the actual, not the referential stuff, but the genuine um, oh. adverts. So like the Whopper one, yeah, was pretty Burger King. Yeah, was a big one. Coke. Um, how Coke. how invasive was Coke? Coke Zero, like the new Coke. New Coke, like, yeah. yeah. The whole and the soda stuff came up a few times, like yeah. big, a few seconds on the Coke label. They must have um, been a massive sponsor for this one. I was actually surprised that the ice cream place wasn't a real ice cream place. Like I would, I would have thought. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, man. I mean, I can't really remember too much because besides the. I feel like they had something to do with Tab, but I'm okay. Yeah, they know. did. I reckon they did too. That, that Coke, whatever that, like Diet Soda, whatever that was back in the 80s. Um, and obviously Back to the Future, I guess that was an ad for that, I guess. Um, that was more nostalgic. I, I take the, the Slurpee. Actual- the Slurpee was a legit brand, I think. Slurpee was a legit brand. 
Yeah, I think for actual revenue driving, Coke must have paid a fuckload of money mm. to have their product actually spoken about. Mm. Um, and Burger King too. They must have been too yep. big. It would be very like, interesting. Why wouldn't it be McDonald's? Like, clearly McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? It <laughs> must have been. Yeah, that's pure yeah. product. So I have noticed that, and I do mm. wonder if that, like what you said, is going to, they just have to make another series so they can get more of that sweet, sweet product placement revenue. Well, have you seen, all right, we're going off a bit of a tangent and we're going to wrap this up because we've been talking just over an hour. Yep. Um, but it, it, just on that point, you see what Netflix, uh, sorry, Disney's done? No. So Disney, so Disney Plus is the Disney content, right? So that's Marvel, Star Wars, um, fucking oh, yeah. Disney, all, yeah, their all that Disney ones, animated yep. shit. That's there, right? Plus ESPN. Oof. So they own, Disney owns ESPN, so that's like all the sport. Plus Hulu, which is, um, I think, the more adult-orientated content. I don't know what really is in it because we don't have Hulu in Australia. So what's... I don't we know don't have Disney on. either. All the Marvel stuff's on Stan. Yeah, but it will be. Um, yeah, I know. They'll go global. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, okay. So Hulu's got like fucking Family Guy, HBO, Handman's Tale. It's like the, all, all the... Uh, like the adult shit, right? Oh, HBO. Okay. Yep. That yeah. makes sense then. Yeah. Um, it's yep. got like, um, Mayans. It's got, yeah, it's got fucking, it's got everything. Yeah. It's yeah, got everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Okay. So you're talking HBO, sport plus Disney. Guess how much that is in America a month, that bundle. In USD. Yeah. Uh, 15, 15 USD a month or 20, 15 to 20. <laughs> It's like $12.99. Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah. Netflix is fucked, bro. Netflix is fucked. Jesus. Oh, but to be fair though, man, like if you've, look, I, I know there's no middle class in America anymore, but you're yeah. paying you're paying 12 bucks because Netflix USD is only like $12, right? Yeah. If you get another streaming service like that, I, I think Foxtel's dead. Any cable TV service is now officially dead. Because I'll pay $24 or $45 Australian a month and um, or 35 whatever it is, and now I've got everything covered. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, though, um, so Netflix, uh, Foxtel, Rupert Murdoch, he owns a lot of content rights for Australia. So that's yeah. half the issue why Disney can't launch here in Australia because his fucking platform of Foxtel have him having the monopoly, right? Yeah. So, um, like, it took fucking forever for Netflix to get um, Orange is the New Black off of Foxtel. Um, so, this content distribution deals in America might be a bit more straightforward. In Australia, it isn't. So, I think Netflix, uh, Foxtel is still going to have a place, particularly in the sports market. Um, so, I got to get rid of, I have to get rid of Foxtel. But the only thing is why I like Foxtel is it has the HBO shows, which don't have a distribution in Australia. Like, you can't get HBO Go or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's why that's why I would buy this Disney subscription. Yeah, so I I'm thinking eventually HBO and Hulu. If it, like I just really want HBO, Disney Plus, and but Fox um, still sports dead anyway. EPL was on Optus. Yeah, uh, well I get Optus for free, so that doesn't really matter. But I mean for Serie to watch Inter. So ah uh, okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah you need being I could get being sports subscription, but that itself is like fifteen bucks, and the app is shit. Yeah. Um, so I get free being sports because I got Fox. Um, but it's better to watch. So in it's my com- opinion. it's competitive, is what we're getting at. It's competitive. Yeah. So Fox, yeah. Or, um, so Netflix, and I think is really. 
I mean, they are bringing out more of its own content. Like, ah, but this is it, man. Like, I've not, I've not looked forward to any other Netflix franchise. Like, uh, Umbrella Academy is good. Do you know, like Umbrella Academy? I know we didn't do it, but I, I would have if someone watched it with me. But I, I liked Umbrella Academy. It was okay. Like, I thought it was good, but it wasn't. It was no House of Cards as far as subscriber driving, and it mm. was no Stranger Things as far as subscriber driving. Like, that was just a a cool show that's true what about mind hunter um that's a niche market man you're not going to get subscribers because of mind hunter I like, like, I, I, yeah yeah go I on i like i like a lot of netflix shit to be honest i like a lot of their stuff i oh i do too like don't get me wrong it's not bad but mind hunter comes out i might not see it till six months after it's been released because yeah. i just yeah, don't yeah. you know what i mean this i actually watched like, granted, I started watching it. I didn't binge it, but I started watching an episode a week, like four days after it came out live, because I wanted to watch it. Mm. So there's no big franchise anymore. I was like no, that exactly. with House of Cards until they got rid of Spacey. And I, I can't see it. There's no. Fuck, I need House to maintain a Netflix. Mm. Yeah, even House of Cards, I think, ran its course. It was went for a couple of seasons too long. Even that final series with Spacey was fucking a drag, man. Yeah, it was a drag. It was, but you're right. It's, but this is what I'm saying though. At least the changeover was I had something next to mm. get onto. Mm. But now, if I'm on well, the train right. and I want to go home, and I've got the the choice between Netflix and Sand, it's no longer oh, I've got to watch this. I've got to watch this. It's like I sift through Netflix. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to I that. Mean, <laughs> Last Chance You was pretty good, but you're right. I mean, there's not. I would say you're right. I mean, I've. I think they're putting a lot of focus on movie development lately over TV series um, because I think movies might be a cheaper way to get content. I would agree, but it's going to be inferior. But the movies they've come out with, like Triple Threat, was okay, but they didn't. They not is it Triple Threat? I can't remember. Oh, Triple. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, we did an episode on it. About. Fucking. That was a cool show. That was Triple a cool Frontier. movie. Yeah. Um, like they 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 got some good movies, but I, I I kind of agree. If you got a Star Wars TV show that's made by John Favreau coming out on Disney Plus, you're pretty much going to watch that over fucking season six or fucking I don't know. The probably of Stranger Things, man. If it continues in this way, if they, if they go to a season six, I probably will drop off. Um, and yeah, I really the, enjoyed season one. Like I was a big yeah. like proponent and. Huge advocate of the show. But you're also forgetting, though, Dinkum, that um, Netflix does have some... It does have some IP that it owns, which is pretty interesting. So that Umbrella Academy, the dude that made that, they own all his IP for all his other shit. I can't remember what his name is. Belanti or something? Yes. Or I know. Yeah. The, there's a comic book universe that they've picked up the rights mm. to. Um, and also, like, The Irishman, the Scorsese film, I think they've got... A, his picture as well that's coming out on Netflix. I get um, that, but think about ad revenue, right? And sorry that we're doing a commerce talk now with DI and <laughs> Sambo. Yeah, exactly. But like from an ad revenue perspective... <laughs> Listen, Strange Things is done. Um, watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we're now we're talking about something else. <laughs> the distribution rights. I, I just I just want to point out a key difference. Stranger Things, Net Coke would have played, paid through the nose. Mm. Uh, Burger King would have paid through the nose. Netflix created that content. Therefore... They um they generate that revenue, but paying buying a Scorsese movie, 
and then placing that on no, your... They, they, no, no, they didn't buy it. Sorry, they actually made it. They spent $200 million on it and they made it. Oh, so they sponsor... Okay, cool. So, yeah, the, the stuff they generate themselves, mm. they have to get their ad revenue through the product placement because they don't run ads during their TV shows or anything and it's only a subscription-based service. Correct. So, it's a, it's a consistent um, revenue stream of which they have to try and fund the new projects. So, the only way to actually grow the business is through that meta uh, ad revenue through product placement. So, Because a lot of those other shows that they just pay for the distribution rights, yeah. it doesn't really make them any money other than keeping their platform valid and relevant. You know what I mean? They're in a tough spot. Like mm. Economically, that business has been pumping cash. So it's I, I, coming back to what you were saying before, they need shows or original IP like a Stranger Things that people get excited about so that they can go to Coke, they can go to fucking Big Mac, they can go to Nike, Reebok, they can go to fucking Apple or Samsung. Mm. You you want your product in our show because 20 million people will watch, will see your product 30 times in the space of one weekend. You know what I mean? Like that's well, no, what yeah, they, I, they need that. Yeah, and there's okay, no so, show. There's no show yeah, coming I understand. up. But what I'm saying is well, I kind of agree with you, right? So these subscription models don't work from the perspective of uh, subscriptions have to be greater than um, money spent, right? Sure, yep. These guys, Netflix in particular, are all uh, entirely debt financed. So they're, um, for whatever reason, they're, they're really under leverage goodwill um, off of the ability to borrow, 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 and they're leveraged to the tilt. So what they've done is they've, borrowed billions of, billions of dollars to then leverage that into content and IP to then drive subscriptions. Mm-hmm. What I can't see... so you, And you got the point of revenue in, from you know ad placements and whatever and stuff. They have the most subscriptions worldwide and they do generate like a lot of money from their subscriptions. I'm talking cash flow. They're probably... I would say... I, I don't know. I haven't looked at their financials, but I, I would assume that their cash flow at least positive, right? But they're leveraged. I think that's a bad business model because the the, the debt you take out, it can only drive it, it can only drive subscription growth for a small time, but you're still going to be left with that debt obligation. So yep. if you if you if you release a movie that everyone talks about, say the Irishman, it's the best movie of all, of all time. Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. People will be talking about it for maybe three months. You might get a bump in subscriptions for three months, right? But that movie costs you two hundred million to make because you haven't sold that movie or you haven't released tickets specifically for that movie. You'd want to hope that that increase in in subscriptions for three months is greater than two hundred million, right? Yep. I doubt that that would be the case. I doubt that subscription would probably maybe generate. 100 million, 50 million, whatever. But then you're still left with the difference of that debt repayment. Now, yep. at, at some stage, they're going to have to address the issue of their leverage. Um, and it might be through capital raising or through... Um, it probably will be capital raising. I can't see uh, how, how else that they couldn't refinance. Or maybe they could refinance. But long story short, if your market, if you're the number one, if you're the market leader in this subscription model and you've got a competitor coming that's going to take a big slice of pie... That's going to result in one or two things. You're going to go horse for the course and keep pumping out new content and try to retain memberships or subscribers. 
Or two, you're going to cut back because you realize, well, our pie is smaller and we can't really afford to keep going down this, you know, because our subscription base is lower. So either way, I think Netflix is fucked because they just literally, they're so leveraged. They just can't, there's no way that they can put out content yeah. on the same level as Disney. It just can't. Disney's a bigger company. It's a Disney le- owns entertainment. It's almost like a venture capital type scenario where you pump out for every Stranger Things they create where they may be able to generate um, insane sums of uh, product placement revenue mm. in their second and third seasons. Mm. There'd be 15 others that don't make anything for them. Mm. And it's when you do have a player of that size coming in. I mean, look, money's the cheapest it's ever been, right? Like, let's not kid ourselves. The, the appetite for lending is still there. So I could see them going longer and running the business into the ground even further. But if someone came to, like, if someone went to the table and said, oh, like, fucking Verizon and some other telcos have put in a huge bid to buy Netflix, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of consolidation that happened to that level. Or if, like, a Google came in and just bought Netflix or if something like that happened, I wouldn't mm. be surprised either. Down the track. But this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're on the same page, man. I think they're in trouble if they can't generate yeah. another... Stranger Things or House of Cards esque show, because you know that other one that's pretty popular, Money Heist. Yeah. So obviously they bought the distribution rights for the first season or second season because it's like a Brazilian based show. Mm-hmm. Did they are they now financing the next few seasons? Yeah. So they're in development. Yeah. yeah. See, maybe that's maybe that's what they got to do. They just got to start fucking scouring the global scrap heap. And actually, that's probably one advantage they have over Disney. Yeah, local content. Yeah, they make content in regions that they're in. Yep. That's right. And like it's and it's globally accessed. So like Brazilian shows that blow up, you can watch it in Australia, America, wherever. Like same with European, like that German one, that um the dark one that was really cool, which was arguably better than Netflix, global presence. Disney though, I can imagine would be hyper US centric and they're well, not going to be doing RP. It's all like Marvel, so they're making Marvel TV shows. They're making Star so Wars like, TV shows. Exactly, exactly. So like everything, and this is where Netflix probably has an advantage, it's going to come down to China. And I don't know if you've noticed, but this has been a pretty good increase in Asian content from yeah. Korean um, stuff uh, to Chinese stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where Netflix has the leverage. I agree. Because so, Chinese don't care about Star Wars. They could give a fuck about Star Wars. Give a fuck, yeah. Um you got a good point. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Dave, the content they've released, is it sufficient to survive this onslaught? I don't know because it's coming soon. It's coming at the end of this year. We'll see. We'll see. See. Yeah, we will. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all, right, all right. So, let's this we're wrapping? We, yeah, we're going for too long. So, should all we right, plug? Should we plug what we're doing? Or? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you got plugs? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm playing PUBG at the moment. Uh, my tag is roggle underscore monster. Um, yeah, give me a shout out if you're online. All right, there you go. Um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever. Um, and until next week, listeners, we'll catch you down the road. All right, see ya.